Hello, folks. It's Jay from Jay Talk here to talk about Anchor. We just switched to Anchor from our previous hosting service for our podcast. Uh, a couple of highlight points: it's free. Um, it's got great tools for recording and editing your podcast on your phone or on the computer, on the phone, on the go. Make some good content there. Um, you can also add some songs from Spotify. Uh, make your own radio show. Look forward to mine. Uh, I hope you guys like it. Um, of course, Anchor has great tools for publishing or distributing your podcast to other platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, and then you can try it. You can make money off your podcast, you know, with no minimum listenership. Um, it's really everything you need, and, and I love the analytics. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey folks, it's Jay from Jay Talk, and uh, I'm here again with my great co-host and uh, great friend, Nick. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Nick, you know, I'm doing great, man. Always always a good backup to the pro, the pro star. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. Come on. That's the way we do it, man. Yeah, no, That's where I like to yeah, be. Everybody loves you too, man. Don't, don't get any ideas that you're a, a, a backup to the pro star. So. Uh, it's your... It, it's, well, that's just the way it I works. know, I know. No, it's funny because uh, we've had some great feedback on the show. And, you know, guys, if you haven't emailed us, please do. Um, we've been getting some great feedback. And, um, you know, it's everybody, they find uh, Nick is hilarious. Uh, you know, it's uh, they really love you, man. So, you know, the feedback's been great. They're funny. They're funny? <laughs> oh, come on. They're funny. You don't think we're funny? They're funny. No, we're great. That's just the way it <laughs> yeah. is. I mean, honest to God, what we're doing and what what I love about this whole thing, Jay, is we're telling people what happened in our life. All this is true stuff. I mean, this is this is yeah. it. This is our crazy life. If you and I were, I don't want to say smart enough, if you and I were focused enough to write a book, oh yeah. I don't know if it would be a bestseller, but it would sell. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh. People would buy. You know. I've actually had people tell me I needed to write a, a a a novel or a drama or something like that or sell my story to a soap opera, and I'm like, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, I don't need this. You know. <laughs> and see, and then you take that and put me in the mix with all the skiing career and all the crazy shit we did back then. Oh my god. Oh yeah. No, I know. I know. It. it we could sell some books. Yes, we could. So, well, you know, we're, we're giving you the content. So folks enjoy it while you can, you know, so, uh, you know, we're going to try to keep putting it out there, but yeah, no, come on. What are you laughing about, man? I, I know it's cracking me up because I just came up with the name of my book. Oh, what is the name of your book? <laughs> 50 shades of oh, Lord. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Where'd it go? Where'd it uh, go? Okay. There? I gotta forget about my. Keep forgetting about my okay, button. Okay, so so I'm gonna make a joke, and you're not gonna appreciate it. You're gonna cut down my Fifty Shades of Nick now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're always constantly making comments about how short you are. You could call it the Fifty Inches of Nick. You know. So <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm just teasing, dude. You hear that, ladies? He said it, not me. Oh Lord! <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway, that was good. So, other than that, how you doing, man? You know, good day, good, 
Yeah, it was a good day. It was smooth. You know, okay. I didn't have any, you know, didn't do anything overwhelming. You know, we're, we're now getting to the point now where Office 365 is, is starting to take over our world. I don't know if you're doing that in your company or not, but yeah. you're already running 365? I have been for years. Really? Yes. Well, you know us. We don't like to go right out. Know. You know, we don't, we don't like coming out the gate screaming. We <laughs> like to wait for everybody else to break it and figure out what all the fixes are and get all the patches together before we roll it out. But it's it's going pretty smooth. I mean, I wouldn't say we have maybe twenty twenty five percent of the company on it yet. So yeah. good for y'all. Good for y'all. Good luck. Yeah, good luck know. with the project, man. Stable. That's what we're concerned with. Stable. There's nothing wrong with stable. I love stable. But, you know, it's funny you bring that up, talking about stable, you know. Kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about today was um, kind of IT support, IT trends, kind of corporate, you know, directions. And, you know, bringing stability to a corporate environment and how it seems like sometimes it seems like we're going away from a what I would call kind of the stable environment for support and stable. Yeah. See you and I've always, ever since we met 20 plus years ago, we always were on the same page at how we should support our customers. Yes. Yes. 100%. And uh, first off, that's what we called them was customers, not users or end users or idiots or, you know, can I, can I tell you a comment? So I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. tell you it, it's a really funny joke. Um, this one's you know kind of interesting. So when I worked at one of my previous companies, I had an IT desktop support guy there, and he called them all users. And I said, "No, they're customers." He said, "No, they're all users." And I'm like, "Why do you call them users?" He said, "Because some of the stuff they call us about," he said, "they must be on crack." And I'm like, "Shh." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, what the hell? You can't doubt the logic. <laughs> you cannot doubt the logic. I was, That's that, good. That was actually pretty funny. And I, I mean, I was like, holy crap, okay. Uh, yeah, I can't argue that. But, you know. It makes perfect yes, sense. Yes, I know. So, he's, you know, but yes. So, you know, when he told me that, it kind of sunk in. It was really funny. I was like, okay. That is pretty funny. I got to admit, you know, that was, that was pretty hilarious. I mean, we loved it. So I actually, I remember I went into an interview one time. I'm not lying. Went into an interview and, and I was sitting there with the manager and she was talking about how they were having trouble with the support teams um, as well as the server team giving the right support to their users. Right. And so I looked at her and I said, well, that was your first mistake. And she's in an interview. You said that I said that. And she said, she kind of looked at me and I said, stop calling them users. Start, start calling them customers. I said, the customers, you know, the ones that use the computers out and about, their desktop supports customer. I said, right. And desktop support 
they're the customer of the system admins of the server team because they don't want to deal with the customer. So you know what? Right. You're there as a go between. So you know what? Now you're, you know, you're the customer for them because you're going to them and requesting something. So you need to stop saying users and start saying customers. And it'll change the way people look at the people they're supporting. Because if you do say users, and I literally said that, I said, if they look at it, if you say users, I said, somebody's going to make the joke, well, you know, they're on drugs, they're on crack. And that's why, you know, so they don't look at them the same way. They don't look at them. So, you know, you provide a service to a customer. And technically that's what IT is. It's a service company. It's a service department. Yes, it is. 100%. We don't make money. We don't make any money. I mean, we're a necessary service, but it's still just a service. I mean, no offense to anyone out there who may be offended by that comment, but you really are. I mean, I, I worked for a company one time where the desktop support team for the entire company had a, you know, uh, a statement, um, uh, you know, a motto or whatever you want to call them. I forgot what they call them, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Right, um, right. And not one place in their entire statement did they have customer service li- listed. Really? Yeah. How can you strive to provide the best service for your customers if customer service isn't even in your mission statement. Thank you. Mission statement. There you go. I was fixing to say mission yes, statement. Yes, in your mission statement. And I was like, what the hell is up with this? Our mission statement has to do with providing the proper technology for our users to you know, be able to function. I just kind of looked at it and I'm like, this is not something I can buy into. I, I, I didn't get it. I really didn't. I'll be honest with you. Right. So. And it makes perfect sense because one of the things that makes me think about it, you need to put that in there because you and I have always been all about the word customer, customer service. And you can say it this way. And you and I have even had kind of the discussion, even a little bit of an argument of the user's always right. Or the customer's always yeah, right. I disagree with to that. To a certain degree. To a certain degree. And, right. I mean, when the customer needs something, then we're going to provide them the best way or best use of their need. The best tool, best like, whatever, yes. Best tool, whatever. So here's a perfect example is a guy walked up to you, and you're going to have to help me with this story, but it's the best one that came up into mind. Guy came up and he said, I want, and I think it had something to do with printers. He didn't want to get like a big Xerox machine or a big Konica. He wanted little bitty printers in all the offices, or he wanted oh, some kind of a. Yeah, I think I know what you you're talking that? about. Yes, yes, yes. He, he he wanted some kind of printers, and you were trying to talk him into getting like a Xerox or you know like the big oh, multifunction. Yes, I do remember this story. Yes, because man, he did not and like he me. Flat refused. Yes, yes. And that was a, I wouldn't say a company policy, but. After all the research that IT did, we as a whole, this was the best solution monetarily, uh, physically, the whole bit, yes. right? Yes. And he he refused. Yeah. And then what did he say? I don't want you back in my you know, my you, facility. You need to stop. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 
because you gave him the information that anybody of our bosses and peers all the way up would have said what Jay was saying is absolutely correct. That's why we're doing what we're doing. And that's what ended up happening. Yeah. He went above your head like two or three rungs because he was important. Yes. And they told him the exact same thing you told him. You weren't allowed back in the building. And I had to start driving over there and support him. So I've really been mad at you for these years. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I, I know. Gotta... That was all my fault. I know. <laughs> that was me telling the truth. Yeah, did it, I did but it with see, a it smile. That one... no, I'm just kidding. That's what that was. <laughs> That's right. But see, here's the thing about it. That one incident changed his whole outlook about what IT actually, what we're yes. doing. We weren't there at his beck and call to do what his willing was. We were there to educate him. And do what was best for the company and for him, but may yes, not, exactly. it may not exactly agree with his point of view. We were right. delivering the best service, but it wasn't the way he saw it. And that, that was kind of the right. education. You're right. I, I remember this story. Oh my gosh. I remember it so well. Now when you said it, that's a long, <laughs> that's a long time ago, Mike. I, oh, yeah, long, yeah. yeah, it was. So, long and yeah, ago. you're right. It was a situation. I mean, it was, it was crazy folks that I actually, it, I got pulled into a meeting at, at an offsite and it was my boss and my director and myself all in this meeting. And literally, I mean, we actually made the joke because he had the admin assistant bring him uh, some information while we were in this meeting. And she stood there at attention, at attention, waiting for him to dismiss her. And we just kind of looked at her like, what the hell kind of crap is this? I didn't think this guy was in the military. (laughs) I know, exactly. But it's like. What the hell kind of crap is this? I mean, he runs such a crazy, I called it a crazy ship because, I mean, no offense. It was it was un, uh, unusual for me. You know, coming from the environment that we came from, where they had a lot of respect for IT and a lot of respect for what we did, and it was very more laid back casual. Yeah, this was very unique. And our our personalities just clash. I told the truth, whether you liked it or not. And he didn't want to hear it. He didn't like no, it. No, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. And it's really <laughs> funny. That that particular attitude of his brought him all the way up to director. And then we sold that whole division to another company. And he went with yeah. him. Yeah. As like a senior director, or I think he even moved up to VP. Yeah. I mean, he had some he had some incredible good ideas, incredible ways to take care of the business. <laughs> efficiently effectively safely he was very smart you know. don't get me wrong folks i had a lot of respect yeah. for the guy but by the same token have a little respect from what i do and and what we as it do because we we specialize in our business you know you specialize in yours let us take care of you and that that was the big thing right. you know and that was our, our you know so yeah it's that's man damn that was a long time ago <laughs> I knew when I brought that up, you were going to be like, what? the hell? Yeah, I know. Knock upside of the head with I that know, one. I know. But see, that's that's the funny thing. You know, we talk about customer service. All I was trying to do was do what was right. And, and that was kind of the hard thing for him to, you know, realize, I guess, more than anything. It's he thought I was just there to argue with him. He didn't 
He didn't see past, you know, what I was telling him. And what? And it's interesting how they do that. I don't, did I cut no, you off? No, you're good. I'm you're sorry. Good. So the senior vice president, you know, typical run to the, to the men's room, him and I always, and we start to talk in there. And the way we walk back, it's a good, you know, it's a good 60, 80 feet before we separate and go our two separate directions, yeah. right? So we're talking, and and uh, he actually just asked me, he goes, how are things going in your department? I said, man, you know, it's just like anything else. We have our ups and downs. I said, why don't you just hire me into your division, and then I'll start working on the money side, which was operations. He's like, oh, well, you have to have a degree to work in my division. And I about I, I, we were about to separate when he said that. And I turned around, looked at him, and I said, I might not have an, a, a degree from A&M like you do, but I have a degree. And he literally stopped and looked at me with this look. And it, my thought process when he looked at me like that was, you're just a lowly piss boy that takes care of the desktops. Yes. And now all of a sudden... I have a degree now that he knows that the respect level completely changed after that. Right. Which is And we're talking almost 20 years of working with this which man. Which is stupid. Yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> whose fault is that? Is that our fault as IT or is that the way we call them users? Well, or you know what I'm saying? But, but I mean the whole is thing it, with the degree is is kind of I mean that's just a that's the almost the you know that's common thing in corporate environment. You know everybody wants everyone to have a degree, and it's like, dude, really? I mean, I know some extremely intelligent and talented people who have no degree. Well, I think my focal point on that was even whether I had a degree or not. When I told him that I did, the respect level completely changed. It shouldn't have. You're, that's what I'm trying okay. to, that's the point I'm trying okay. to make is it should not no, have. It sh- he should have had enough respect for me that goes, hey, if you want a job in my department, apply for right. it. That's not what he said. No. He said, well, you have to have, you know what he said? It condescending. Uh, you have to have a degree to work in my division. Yeah, see. Well, all right. I know. Hey, <laughs> I got one. That kind of rough. Got one, bitch. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I don't think he intentionally meant that way, but. As I walked away, I thought, is it the culture that has put him in that thought process? Because he's not that kind of guy. Okay. I mean, he's an extraordinarily, he's a he's very sharp guy. He, he's never been like that. I mean, as many years as I've worked with him and he's called me, he his laptop blue screen back in the day, way long time yeah. ago. And he lives in a, he lives down the street from you in Atascacita. And I live, of course, you know, in LaPorte at the yeah. time. 11 o'clock on a Friday, he calls and said, Nick, I'm at home, and my laptop's blue screening. My response was, not a problem. I got two of them here ready to go. Text me your address, and I'll bring you one of these laptops. He goes, you're not coming to my house. I said, why not? He goes, do you do that all the time? I said, when necessary, I do. I said, the only... I said, most of the times I will not go inside 
I'll just hand you the laptop. If you go inside and you have problems, you just call me on the cell phone. If I have to hang out outside or, you know, we can do it, whatever. I said, I will never go into a house. Unless you're invited. With a yeah. lady. Even if I'm invited with a lady that's married, whatever. I will never go into the house out of respect for the marriage with a woman, period. Uh, if her husband and is I, there I, and I, invites you in? If he's there, that's a whole okay, different ballgame. Okay, if she's there by herself, no, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, no, 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 I'm good. Wouldn't yeah, do it. Good, good for you. Wouldn't do it. That's integrity. So, and I, yeah, I told him. I said, just let let me know where you're at. He goes, no, you're not coming to my house. He said, I'll meet you halfway. And we came up with a halfway spot, and it was at a Starbucks. You know, we got there, you know, eleven forty five or whatever. And he brought his laptop, and I, you know, we I got it, and I. Brought him a little hard drive and transferred all his data, got him back up and running. He goes, Nick, why the hell are you doing this? I said, what do you mean? He said, why the hell are you out here working? And it's already 12, 1230. You were off an hour and a half ago. I said, well, number one, I get paid overtime. I said, number two, you're my customer. And I said that just like that, you are my customer. You're in trouble. You said you have to get some work done this weekend. Your laptop's not working. I can't fathom anything else to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. You know, aside from something happened, because I was married at the time, had kids, aside from something happened my wife and kids, you know, or something critical that's going to take me away from taking care of my customer, you know. Yeah, I know. Why not? Yeah, exactly. And by the way, thank you for the overtime. Yeah, you know? exactly. And and I made it a kind of joke and laughed about it, but I think those are the kind of things that we do to make people at least bring the level of respect. Up. Yes. Yes. 100%. You know? Yes. I agree with you. So. You know, it's funny you talk about that and that's the quality of service that we don't see as much anymore. You know? Um, and, and, and I'm going to say some things on this. I'm going to be honest with you folks. I'm going to say some things on this podcast that potential hiring people may not like. And you know what? They need to get over it. Maybe they need to hear it. Um, because, I mean, it's the truth. Is You know, us talking, sort of like the interview. I will t I'll tell you, I, just, I forgot to finish off the interview thing. When I told that lady, I had a follow-up interview. I walked out of her office, and then I interviewed with her boss. And the first thing that came out of my boss is, I literally, uh, out of her, uh, my mouth when I saw her boss is, I don't think she likes me. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm getting this job. He kind of looks at me like crazy. <laughs> and he's like, well, why not? And I told him what I told her. He's like, ooh, I like that. I didn't get the job. <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah, say, no. I'm, I would have been, a, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when those two got together and talked. Yes. Because I'll bet you anything she walked in, she's thinking, I'm not going to let somebody control me like that or tell me I'm yes, wrong. You know, exactly. Like, Especially if she, you know. Yeah, yeah. but in, then again, you know what? He could have been like, hey, you know, you may not want this guy, but I like what he said, and we need to change our culture. And and that could have been a go. positive yep. thing for them, you know? So it, it's, you never know what's, that's kind of crazy. But yeah, I wanted to finish that story. We got off sidetrack, so anyway, but. Yeah, we yeah. did. But even, I mean, it is, it, it, it's a. Um... You know, I remember starting for a, a company, and the one thing that I loved about it was a small company, and you felt like family. I mean, even the owner of the company made you feel like family. Yes, yes. I love those. 
and now you're a number. Yes. It's the same principle. So we used to have customer service. Now it's users. Get it done. Yes. Yeah, and so that was you that know, was an interesting. I'm going to tell a story too. I want to share this because this really drives me nuts. For all you corporate people and IT who, what is it? Metric fanatics. Uh, that's what I call them. The metric fanatics. Oh my God, we're going to get stabbed in our sleep. Yes, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> Holy crap. So I actually worked at a job one time, and I'm very much, we both, customer service driven. So me, I'm all about resolving the problem. That's, you get a ticket in, you get whatever customer calls you, let's resolve the problem, okay? I actually had a boss who was all about the numbers. He's like, let's get those tickets in and get them turned out. And I'm like, okay. And it's like, well, he didn't fix the problem. He's like, no, but but he put a Band-Aid on it. Uh, okay. And he said, then they're going to call back in, and we're going to have to put a Band-Aid on it again. And then they may call back in again. And then maybe then we'll actually have a fix for it. He said, but you know what? We got three tickets out of that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. What the hell, dude? Seriously? That's your mentality? He said, yeah. I said, you care about quality over quantity. Uh, quantity. You know, and he said, no, he wants quantity over quality. He wants ticket counts. He didn't care about the quality of service we're giving. He didn't care that we right. put a Band-Aid on it. No. You know. He wanted big he numbers. He wanted big numbers. And I was like, I-, I can't buy into this crap, you know. So I was always probably the lowest numbers out of the entire team, but I had the most satisfied customers. Right. Because you, even if you spent a little extra time at their desk, you weren't there five times. Exactly. Exactly. You no, know, I got an example from today. Okay. This is this is not no exaggeration. My boss sends an email because we're going from the air cards inside the laptops, the laptops, the Gobi cards. Yes. That's all going right. away. Okay, the new laptops and everything don't have them in there anymore. Now they're providing cell phones. So all the guys that had the flip phones just so that they could call back and forth, now they're all getting iPhones and droids so that they can use them as a tethering device and or a MiFi. A hotspot, yes. A hotspot. So a guy was having problems with a hotspot, and there was a hot ticket in there that somebody had touched and didn't fix. So the boss sends me an email. He says, hey, I'm in the middle of a meeting. This came up. Will you please track this down and see if you can't get a resolution before I end the meeting so that I can clear it? And I said, not a problem. Now, remember this. He sent me an email. Yes. Okay. This is a ticket that's probably been open and closed a couple times, whatever. I wasn't going to open it, reopen yeah. it. So I pick up the phone. I get the guy's cell number. I pick up the phone. I call him. I said, hey, bud, this is Nick. And he's like, hey, Nick, what's going on? I said, hey, how's your how's your your cell phone and your MiFi work. And he goes, Nick, you're not going to believe this. I was just fat fingering the password. There was nothing wrong and it's fixed. I said, awesome, man. I said, I'm here for you. If you ever need anything, give me a call. He said, all right, thanks. We hung up. I immediately, I would my boss and said, Hey, it's fixed. Done. He's like, okay. Three minutes later, he got off the meeting and he goes, Nick, what was it? 
I say it was just a simple fat fingering of the of his of it putting the password in so that his laptop would connect to his yeah. phone. He goes, "Okay, put a ticket in." I said, "What?" He said, "Put a ticket in." You spent time on it. I said, "Less than a minute." Yeah. He goes, "Put a ticket but, in." But you didn't even fix anything. The customer. I did nothing. The customer actually identified it themselves and resolved the problem by themselves. And he wanted me to create a ticket to put yes. it in. I'm like, uh, okay. What am I going to say to my boss? No. I got to tell him no. <laughs> but okay, and then don't see, do it later. No, I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you and I would walk around a corner and we're just like beating our head up against the wall, going, wow. "Yeah, I know." Well, you spent time on it. Two seconds? I mean, come on, really? I think. Literally, I'm I'm not exaggerating, Jay. I don't think I was on the phone with the guy for 45 seconds, yeah. and 30 of that was, "Hey, man, what's going on? Hey, Nick, how are you doing, man? Heard and heard from you in a while." Yeah, that kind of conversation. Exactly. Because I hadn't talked to him. He worked for a different division that we don't normally deal you know, with. He's usually out in the field somewhere, so I don't deal with him that right. often. And hadn't talked to him in a couple of years, probably. So surprised we didn't get into hunting and fishing and you know motorcycle ride. Yeah, whatever. exactly. Put a ticket in. <laughs> I'm going to expound on that here before we get to the oh end of this God. thing. I don't wanna... See, I still can't believe that because it's like, okay, you know, I understand they want us to account for our time in some aspects with a ticket, but that's just a little bit crazy in my opinion. Like, really? Um, okay. Yeah. I can't... See, that's where I have a problem with the metrics. This is, this is not a true metric because you didn't do anything. Nothing. I made a phone call. I know. They figured it out. They resolved the issue. Okay, so yeah. Oh, my God. That was a good story, man. See, and I think, I really think that back in the day, these ticketing systems, what they were originally intended for were, let's say, for example, of course, everybody uses Outlook email, right? So in Outlook, people are... They're just not getting their email. So you're actually having to blow away their Outlook profile and recreate it. Now, you create a ticket and you say that. So the ticketing system is for things like that. So they go in and they do a query on the whole system and come to find out that 75% of Outlook users or customers are having issues with their profiles. So you take that information and go, okay, We either need to patch Outlook, upgrade Outlook, stop using it, something, because it's taking time away from the things that we really need to do. Yes, 100%. You know, it's worst-case scenario. I think that's what the ticketing system started to be, and then somebody says, well, I don't think this guy over here is doing his job because he's only putting in five tickets a week, but yet Jay's putting in 30. Yes. You know, but... They look at that and they go, oh, well, you know, let's promote Jay, but George over here, you know, he just, he just slacking. I don't know what he's doing. You know, he scratching his butt all day. He's not, you know, or wandering. And then it turned into. See, that's the the funny thing. You talk about that, but my problem with that is, is they don't actually go and talk to the customers to to get the real feel. Hey, do you see this guy out and about working? On, yeah, dude, he spent like three hours on a major problem I had the other day. Okay, that's one ticket. One ticket. 
I mean, somebody could put in yeah. five tickets in the amount of time you worked on that one ticket. So while you're doing that, I'm busting out little phone calls like, oh, you fixed your MiFi? Good deal. Click. Pick up. Oh, yeah, you fixed it? Good. Yeah. Click. And I put in 20 tickets. You put in one in three yes. hours. Yeah. Happens all the yes, time. Yes, it does. It does. But you know what? I will, to this day and every day, will always be the guy that will spend three hours to get to the root of the problem and let's get this to where they don't ever have to come back to the support center or to the help desk or whatever you guys want to call your different groups. But, I mean, that's the key is you have to get kind of the root cause of the problem. I mean, I think one of our kind of things we'd strive for was, okay, let's get the customers to a point where they don't have to call us. We're only there, you know, for proactive projects. And hopefully we've got a stable environment. But if you're band-aiding stuff, uh, your environment is going to really kind of go crazy. It's a spiral effect, in my opinion. It's going to keep you overwhelmingly busy. Yeah, and people like that. And I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know. I would rather be doing a project because I want to know where everybody's sitting because People move around and people switch laptops and you got people that move on to different businesses or different jobs. And then their, their laptop or desktops replaced with somebody else. And none of that stuff gets monitored. You know, we have, we use Konica Minolta, Xerox machine, right? We'll pick those things up and move them, you know, two or three times a year. And then nobody documented that we moved it. Well, where is it? Who moved it? So now we got it. Now we got to, oh, they can pick up the phone and call Konica and say, hey, I need this move from this address to this I know. address. But, I mean, the point is, is know, there should be some some tracking of something. Somebody should know. So then we have to, yeah. you, we can go on the server, we can query the whole thing, and then somebody's got to go through it. Yeah. You know, and just in, just in my area alone, we now have 73 of those multiprocessor units. Oh, wow. You know, that are what, 20, 30 yeah, grand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even back when you and I were there, what did we have? 20, yeah, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got 73 now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's crazy. I won't disagree with you. There's 15 of them in the small admin building that we have. Yeah. So, you know. But, I mean, you know, that's uh, know. that's crazy. And they've got to have a ticket for everything. So the person who puts in the order puts in a ticket. The person who orders it from Kanapka the move, puts in a ticket. It's, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, yeah. honestly, let's, let's be honest. It's not one ticket that just kind of gets ultimate notes. Most of the time, they put in separate tickets just for their little piece that they did. And it's really crazy right. because they want the metrics. Yep. And here's the deal. Let me see if I explain it to you this way. This ought, This people that don't even know about this should understand it. So... Five or six years ago, we got a new boss. And the boss is like, put in tickets for everything. Like, okay, well, I've been there for 20 years. I get, uh, you know, and you remember the same thing too. People just walk right up to your desk or send you an IM or call you. You know, they've always had a problem that people do that to me. And I don't understand that. See that is. I had a guy walk. Okay. Had a guy walk up to my. Hold okay. on. I had a guy walk up to my desk today. He walked past all four of the other desktop support people. Yes. And I turned around and I said, "You walked past all of them to get to me." He goes, and he said this out loud. 
because I know you're going to get it done. Yes. That's what he said. And it's the truth. Yeah. So go back. My boss tells me to do this. So I start doing it. So for the little phone calls that I made, I created a ticket. I created a ticket. So I'm busting out. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm killing it. Every week, he, every Monday, he would send out uh, a graph report, and I was blowing everybody away yeah. because of the ticket count I was putting in. When it came to promotions, his response was, I can't promote you because you put too many tickets in on your own. I about freaking flipped my mind. What? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to interrupt here. For those of you who may not have figured it out, most of you, I'm sure, already know. If somebody, and, and you all do this, I know you all do. If you go looking for a specific IT guy, there's one reason and one reason alone. Trust. That is the number one reason you know that guy will take care of you and he knows what the hell he's talking about. If he doesn't know the answer, he's talented and smart enough to know where to go get yes. it. Yes. And so for you to, to, when you made that comment a minute ago about, um, you know, they're upset because people come to you directly. Well, dude, that should right there tell you how important I am because they trust me. It, it goes back to, I mean, I, I shared this comment with it's you. Jealousy. It is jealousy. It's jealousy. Oh my God. It's jealousy. I, I, I'm going to share this comment. And I think I said this earlier. Um, people may not always understand this. Some people may not agree, but this is the truth. I ain't going to lie. I was sitting in an interview one time. They always have these awkward questions. Yes. I'm sharing interview questions with you guys. You can, you're going to enjoy them. Somebody can eat me up. I don't care. So this person asked me, said, how do you handle an angry customer? And I said, I don't. And they just kind of looked at me, and I said, I develop a rapport. I develop a relationship with my customers. When they get to me, they're happy, and they know they're going to be taken care of. So I don't deal with angry customers because all my customers are happy to see me. They did not know how to respond to that. They just completely, like, what you know (laughs) that's not the answer i was looking for (laughs) but i mean it's the truth if you are a talented it customer service driven person you develop a relationship with your customers you develop friendships you ask about family when you're sitting there you know it's it's something we try to teach people and they don't always get this some it guys are not very uh, personable, and, and you, I'm sure you guys will know. Um, you've experienced them before, but I'll, I'll tell you this: me and Nick, um, our, our notorious thing is when we sit down at a customer's desk, we will sit there and work on their problem. But while we're doing it, we will carry on a conversation with these customers because it distracts them from the overall effect that we're having to take them away from their job. They can't perform because we're working on their computer. Some people get anxious. They get, you know, it's like their bosses are breathing over their neck. But if you can take them and bring them to a comfort level, having a conversation, let them talk about their kids, let them talk about their family, their last vacation, 
The point is, is it takes it to a personal level. People calm down. They tell you things that normally they wouldn't tell anyone. And they, they try to communicate better. And they try to tell you exactly what they're experiencing. Whereas somebody else, they're like, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. You, you got to right. fix it. It doesn't work. Fix it. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. So it, if you can learn anything, folks, come on. You got to learn how to talk to people and, and be personable. That customer service is about the way you treat people and talk with people. Respect them, they'll respect exactly. you. Exactly. Exactly. Because I've had so many people come up and they go, I should have just come to you the first time because this thing still isn't working. And they're pissed, but they're not pissed at me. They're not necessarily pissed at the person who touched it before. They're pissed that it's not working and it's just frustrating because they need to get back. They need They have a goal set for their job description. Yes. They're not meeting it. So they're going to try to take that out on whoever, you yes. know. I did have one guy come in and start screaming. He threw his laptop down in front of me and he started calling me all kinds of names and it was all my fault and all my fault. And I just stood there and let him vent. He did it to the point loud enough where people were coming out of their offices going, Oh my God, this guy's going to kick Nick's ass. And I just, I didn't say a word. He screamed and hollered. My email won't work, whatever it was. And when he finished hollering, I said, yes, sir. Give me some time to fix it. He's like, I ain't got time for that. I said, look, I can either sit down and fix it or you can sit here and yell at me for another 30 minutes. It's going to get done if we stop yelling and let me work on the problem. And he's like, you know, and he, he kind of stormed off. He got about halfway down the hallway and I looked down and, and it was super simple. I don't know who didn't fix it before or why it messed up again, but literally I fixed it. And before he could get out of my sight, I hollered at him and I said, here, back to work. He's like, what? I said, and I, I was kind of pushy. I like almost shoved it in his chest. I'm like, here, go back to work. And as soon as he grabbed his laptop, I just turned around and walked off. Good for you. And sat back down. And I put a ticket in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn tickets. But you know, okay, here's my problem with that, though. You said he's not angry at the guy that, that helped him before. But if that becomes a trend he does become angry at the guy and then he stops using him completely. Yeah. He'll just quit using. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Oh. Anytime that that guy calls him, he's like, uh, Hey, can, can, can just cancel the ticket. It's, it's resolved. And it may not be because he knows that that guy may mess it up worse than it already is. Yep. I mean, and then he'll call you or yes, me. Yes, Exactly. And like, Hey, how come you didn't get that ticket? I mean, that's just the way it goes. You know, first come first serve kind of thing. And he's like, well, I told him to close the ticket out. Come over here and fix this. Damn, <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you go over there and you go, I, I can't fix it. It's not the computer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loose nut between the keyboard and the chair. <laughs> 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 yes, folks. We, and we don't have the tool to yeah, fix yeah, that Yeah, exactly. One. Yes, we make fun of you folks. Come on. <laughs> everybody makes fun of everybody at some point now. Come on now. No, it, I, I, Jay just Jay just teased me about being yeah, short. I know, right? So it's all good. I, I only do it to family, man. We're all good. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, it's funny though, because I actually, when you develop that relationship with your customers, I actually made that joke to one of my customers customers one time. I actually, she, uh, it was something really simple. 
Um, it was a self-induced problem. And when I explained it to her, she just kind of looked at me and she's like, I was doing this to myself. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. And she's like, she's like, how would you classify this problem? And I'm like, uh, loose nut between the keyboard and the chair. (laughs) (laughs) The girl in the cubicle next door to me literally fell out laughing. She caught it really quickly. Oh my God. And she's like, she just kind of looked at me like, what? And I said, loose nut, keyboard, chair. And so she turned around, keyboard. Oh, the dawned on her. She's like, that wasn't funny. And I'm like, it was hilarious. And she's like, okay, it was a little funny. <laughs> so. Yeah, see, that's funny because it's not demeaning or intimidating. It's just kind of a light in the humor. It's not like the ID10T. Yes, I know, thing. I know. Because that's basically calling somebody an idiot. You know, yeah. you know, I never did like. No, I don't like you know. that one either. But see, the funny thing is, yeah. is, so that's, but that's the relationship, and, and you know, that's what I was talking about. It, it has gotten away from developing relationship with their customers. You know, you're there for them. But you've lost sight of that kind of relationship you're developing with them, you know, and, and I, I think that's the biggest problem. I mean, you know, um, even then, you know, the desktop support, they don't view as a kind of uh, they don't view it in the same light as a server admin or a network admin. Desktop support is just a kind of, you know, a replaceable commodity that. You know, it doesn't matter. We'll just get some $15 guy off the street and he can do the job. Yeah, that's what they think. Yes, you know, but the problem is is he may have the basic understanding, but does he really truly have the knowledge? Well, they'll have to work as hard and maybe hire two or three of the $15 people and the work won't go smoother because of the knowledge base that they're going to have to create yep. because now they have all new, you know, you do need veterans to, to help mentor. the little yes, guys to out. mentor. Yeah. To mentor the little, the little, the little, you yeah. know, the new, the newbies. Yeah, the newbies. So, yeah. But see, the problem is, is we don't even allow them to mentor the, the newbies because, you know, we're, they're so focused on the tickets that you have to put in that you don't actually have the opportunity to f- help the the new guys and show them the the right way to do things. It's about getting the ticket done. It's not about getting it done right. And now that you've busted your ass for 10 hours, now I need you to go out and get certified in Windows so that we can, you know, yeah. do better and do faster and do yeah. you know. But we want you to do that all while you're working. You know, and you're drowning. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. I, look, I take that back. You need to study that at home. Well, on your off time. And take time away from your family and your kids yeah. so that you can be smarter, so that we can Benefit. utilize you yes. better. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to say that politically correct. Yeah. No, no. I understand. So, and, and that's, I understand exactly where you're coming from. You know, some companies don't pay for training. Some do. Um, but some companies do require employees to get certifications for the companies that support their employees 
the ability to get those certs, provide the training, and provide the time to study before the test, I commend you guys. What are you going to say? Right. Well, I mean, here's the whole thing. If you if you took a training class and they told you, hey, we want you to take the test two weeks after the training class or a week after the training class, that's a, that's a high expectation, right? I mean, most of the time you right. can do it, but there are a lot of guys that want to do a little extra cramming, a couple of practice tests, because, you know, the training is good, but it doesn't really, you don't get the true feel for the test. I mean, let's just be honest. The tests are a little different. So right. um, for the companies that say, hey, you know, take an hour a day. We know your ticket count's going to be low. Take an hour a day. Do a little extra. Do some practice tests. Do some whatever. We need you to, to, to successfully pass this. Okay, you know what? They're promoting that kind of, you're going to do good for us, so we're trying, to, we're trying to do good by you too. We're working together as a team. And that's a good, that's a perfect way to put it. Yes. The company and the employee is working as a team. Yes. And so it should that's be. the way it should be. Yeah, no, 100%. So, um, but it's, you know, and that's my problem is they're losing sight. Like you said, we've become numbers. We're not employees. You know, we're not people anymore. We're just another tool in their eyes. And I, I know that sounds harsh people, but I mean, I've seen plenty of, there are still plenty of good companies out there that really treat their employees great. Right. Good family, family oriented. Yes. Yes. But there are plenty of companies out there that literally just see every single person as a tool and tools are replaceable. That's right. Easily. Yes. And there's a new kid out of the gate that's ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll train them. We'll train train them. You know, and here's the whole thing. And this is kind of, everybody used to say, you know, anybody can be replaced. You know what? You're right. Anybody can be replaced. Doesn't mean they can fill my shoes. That's right. And but that's what I've always talked about. The 25 years I've been out, of, out in my area, you can walk me to the door right now. You'll be able to get it, you know, you're not going to, you're going to lose a little ground, but you'll get caught up. But you'll wish that you didn't have to get rid of me. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think they'll get caught up that quick. I disagree with you. I, yeah. I, have a, I, I think that if, they, if, if you ever left, even when you retire, I have a feeling it's going to be a lot different. Well, you know, but that's just, that's just my opinion. Knowing what I know about you, knowing about what I know about what we deliver... You know, I honestly can make that comment. I don't care how smart those guys are. Technically, they may be fine. But it comes down to how they deal with the customers and the trust and camaraderie you have. And that's the key winning point. If they don't have the trust of the customers, they're going to be in for a world of hurt. Well, we just hired a guy a couple years ago, brilliant, brilliant 
unbelievably brilliant, technically skilled guy. Okay. I mean, I go to him with questions all the time. This poor kid has no customer service skills at all. Does he even have personal skills? Well, that's, well, you know, I was trying to be gentle (laughs) if he ever listened to the podcast. No, I mean, let's be honest. It's because there there are a lot of IT folks, IT folks. I mean, they're like Sheldon on Big Bang Theory. They're completely intelligent and very, but they have no, yes, yes, but no personal skills at all. His personal skills only deal with the people he chooses to have the personal skills with. Yeah, it's still not good. You know, in the matter of the first six months that he was under contract, we had uh, a manager literally call the uh, call the director and said, "I don't ever want him at my desk again." And you know, he also got written up for harassing a coworker and and all these little crazy things because. He was technically brilliant in the interview. Yes, but he 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 didn't seem to. He wasn't a team player, and even still, he's not a team player. See, and that's the problem. I think we're losing sight of that, and and that's a big yep. thing, you know. It's and the boy puts tickets down like nobody's well, business. Of course, he could throw them tickets up there because that's what they want. Yes, he plays the game. Yep. And he'll say, you know, probably, you know, hate the player, don't, you know, whatever. Hate the game, don't hate the player. And it's like, no, I can hate both. You know, Uh, let's just be honest. I know that sounds harsh, folks. I don't hate anyone. Not that I can think of right now. Anyway. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you what, though. I've been sitting here telling, this is exciting to me. This podcast right now is probably the most passionate that Jay has ever gotten in. Because he is about to eat his microphone. He's so wound up. It's hilarious. I wish you guys, I wish we could videotape oh, this thanks, thing. Oh, thanks, man. Because I'm like, Jay, man, get into it. Get involved, man. He's all over it today. It's well, awesome. I'm... There we go. Hey, we're looking. Yeah, hey, there we go. Hey. Thanks, man. <laughs> well, you know, stuff. I'm just, I, I guess I am. I'm passionate about the way things have, the trends that have been going and people getting away from the customer service. It just drives me nuts. I mean, it really does. Is you know, and I think that's, you know, I make the comment all the time. People don't understand it. Some people do. Um, I'm notoriously bad. I, I piss off all my bosses. I ain't going to lie. But you know what? It, what? There's a reason we're friends. Yes, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> 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 but you know what? I take care of my customers. I, and, you know, I've had a couple of bosses who really love me, but I've pissed them off too. Um, but... Right. It wasn't because I was trying to do something bad. They knew I was trying to do something good. They just, you know, didn't always agree with the method, you know. It wasn't their method. It wasn't their it method. It was your method. Yes. And it wasn't because I was... Same end result. Yes. Yes. Well, in our opinion, better result, the outcome, total outcome. But... Yeah. Well, and actually, in some cases, yes, it ended up being a total, a, a better outcome and and it's yeah. still, you know, it was, but yeah, there were times, you know, and, and there were times where, you know, I still got the job done. Their, their idea probably would have worked better, but you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. If you're not willing to listen to me when I, I know what I'm talking about, why should I listen to you and think you know what you're talking about? Right. Absolutely. But see here, there's, there's. 
there's also, you said that your way and my way both solve the problem, but they're two different ways. Yes, 100%. So depending on the steps that it takes to get there, yes. you know, See, usually usually our way's yeah. better. I don't, I don't know. It just happens to be that No, no, no. Well, me and you as a team, <laughs> we're, we were a phenomenal team. I ain't going to lie. That's what I'm yeah, saying. So, what but, I'm you know, I'm, I, it's funny. And I think that was – somebody asked me one time, you know, it, it, it was when I was a supervisor. Somebody asked me, so what kind of boss are you? And I didn't realize what they were talking about. And my HR rep told me, he said, you know, he was asking if you were a task-oriented or a goal-oriented. And I was like, ooh, okay. So I had to think about that. And, you know, when you made that comment – I found out I'm a goal-oriented person. I don't care how you got there as long as you got there, as long as the result right. was successful and the customer was taken care of. I don't care how as long as that customer is happy and the problem is resolved. I don't want a damn Band-Aid. I want it resolved. I'm goal-oriented. Task-oriented person is like, okay, what steps did you take? Well, you did this one wrong. You did this one wrong. You did this wrong. Well, I got to the same result. I don't care. You did this one wrong. You did this one wrong. You did this one wrong. They want you to do every task in the order they would have done it in. They don't care about the end goal. The company is called Microsoft. Because <laughs> <laughs> they want you to do it there. I know. Way. And there's a million different ways to yeah. do that. But no, yeah, it's, it's funny. But, it. you know, that, that's the whole thing. And, you know, so there are plenty of, you know, if you're, if you're just curious, the task-oriented People are the micromanagers. And so, you know, yes. if you had someone call you, you know, say that they're micromanager, you know, you'll understand. So, but no, it's, it's pretty funny, but you know, I, I am very passionate. I wanted to do this episode and I didn't think it was going to last an hour. I actually looked up and I'm like, holy crap, we just went an hour long. That's but, right. but it is, I'm very passionate about customers and customer service and, you know, it, it's something that really kind of eats at me. Um, I used to work for a company that was owned by what I consider to be a great man. And then he passed away, and that company went from a family-based company to a number-based company. Yep. And that was really sad to see. You know, it, it, and a lot of people say the same thing about Walmart. When Sam Walton was alive, it was a family-based company. As soon as Sam died, it was all about money and the numbers. And, you know, so it's, it's not uncommon. And, no, I didn't work for Walmart. Um, my mom did, but I didn't work for Walmart. I did work for another company, though, had a phenomenally wonderful owner. And when he passed away, it was honestly it was a very sad day for the company. You guys are going to see me when you come into Walmart when I retire. <laughs> Smiling and waving. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> with a drink in one hand and a cigarette there in the other. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on yeah. in, and damn your it. And you tutu, right? <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm throw out the tutu. There you go. <laughs> so. They would definitely be smiling when they walked yeah, in they the would. door. Yeah, they would. They would. And it's not like you would stand out at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. So. But, you know, folks, I, you know. I know as somebody I probably pissed off, you know, hearing what I had to say, but let's let's be honest with ourselves. I mean, come on. What are we doing? 
are we more focused on the numbers or are we more focused on the results and the and the quality of service that we're giving so and what's the purpose of those numbers to prove that we're not I mean, sitting what around is it? <laughs> is it is it yeah is it just ego yeah. why do you need okay so let's talk about that for a real quick second i know we i know we're, we're going wrapping over up hour, but yeah that's fine okay so these numbers are all fictitious and they're, i'm just making them up in my yeah. head okay Let's say this year I put in a thousand tickets for 365 yeah. days. Okay. Yeah. And I was busy. Wasn't overwhelmingly busy. Wasn't stressed out every day. I got off at work, you know, and went home, took it out on my kids and the wife and all that stuff. Just it was a a, a good average to high end day. Yeah. 365 days with vacations and all that. I did a thousand tickets. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go ahead and give you, you know, your 1% increase because you did a good job. So next year, we need you to do 1500. Okay. So now your stress level just increased a little yes. bit. So now you're having to bust it out. You make that 1500. Here's your 1.7% increase. Now we need you to do 2500. Yeah, no. Next year, we need you to do 3,000. Next year, we need you to do eight. Really? Where's it going to end? It's not. Bubblegum used to be a penny. One of these days, it's going to be $600,000 for a piece of bubble. Where does it stop? So essentially, what the the metrics are supposed to do is, and this is for for, for some of you who may not know, all they do is they take those tickets and they break it down by your pay or by an average pay of a desktop team, and they say, our average cost of a ticket is this much money. This is how much we're paying for IT support. They go to upper management and say, this is what we're paying for IT support. Average ticket, this is the average cost, this is what we're paying the guys. This is all it is, is it's a numbers game. It's not a, it, they're not talking about the quality Okay, our you know they may talk about it like on the network side. Our downtime was this, you know, our percentage of down. But on the desktop side, they don't look at the downtime of a, a user. They don't look at, you know, how many hours you spent on this customer because you were trying to resolve a problem. No, they just look at a ticket count. They don't look at the quality of right. service. You know, if you're looking at uh, network ops, you know, they look at. Downtime. How long was this circuit down? That's a definable, easily definable kind of metric. Okay. You can't do that with desktop support. And unfortunately, to these managers, you shouldn't. You can't measure quality of service. I don't care how much you try to with tickets, you can't measure true quality of service. That's just my opinion. I'm just saying. You're. I agree. And here's a deal. Here's kind of a caveat to that. So these new ticketing systems that are out that we're using, Remedy probably being one service of the largest. ServiceNow is the other big IT, one, yes. Yeah, ServiceNow. Now they want us to go in and go, okay, we looked at this ticket at 9.57 and 10 seconds. Yes. How long did it take for us to resolve it so that they can constitute us working 80% of our day yep. on a daily basis. Yes. Really? Yes. I know. I know. So if I have an outlook problem 
and I spend two hours on it because it takes uninstall and reinstall is not working. It's like almost have to reimage the machine, yes. and it takes me two hours. Now, that's a two-hour ticket for something that would normally only take five minutes, but this was an extraordinary circumstance. Now you're getting into a whole realm of the unknown, I yes. guess. Well, and so you know. in that aspect, I understand what you're talking about. And they do. They, they're trying to... And here's the problem, okay? A truly excellent desktop guy knows his customers, takes care of their computers, and he's going to make it to where they never have a problem. That's his goal. He's a proactive, you know, hey, we're having this problem. I noticed it on two other people's computers. I need to come by and, and apply this patch to yours because I know you're going to have the problem if you haven't already. You know, that's that's the attitude. It's proactive, right. okay? I mean, I know that's what a ticket system is supposed to try to do is be proactive, but it never is. No offense. It's right. completely never. reactive. Never. Yeah. Yes. So I don't care what any, I mean, there may be a great support center somewhere, but yeah, the experience I've had, no. Support center people are generally $15 an hour, barely know what the hell they're doing on IT, and yeah, they're not going to be able to recognize a trend. And they need five people doing the job, not two. Yes. <laughs> so that's that's what it. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Honestly, I would say we need six people in the area that I'm in, and we have two and a half. And I only say that because a half a person. How do you constitute that? Well, that person has their own area and works in our area. Kind yes, of thing. yeah, he splits time so, between. Yeah, because the, he may have an area that only demands half his time. So yeah, it's a perfect right. fit. Yes. So I, I understand. Two and a half people. Yeah, yeah not enough. So, but no, it's funny, but yeah, that whole, you know, I, I just quality of service. Come on people. I know it, they're trying to measure it, but get over it. You know, it's, right. it, that's just my, I knew I could get 10 more minutes. Yeah, out I of know. You. Thanks man. You got me all wound up. You kept get you throw something else at me and get me wound up again. Yeah. But I mean, it, these are the things that they really need to be talked about. I mean, it, and it helps you not to talk about it, yes. you know? It helps us do our job better. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And by far, I'm not perfect. I mean, I do make my mistakes. I mean, we all make mistakes. But the one thing that's important, oh, one of the things I wanted to talk about too, see, this has got me wound up now, is the issue between leadership versus authority. I'll bet you anything, and I'm going to mark my, you mark my leaders words in this sir, podcast. You mean leaders and managers, or leaders and bosses. There's a huge difference. Well, no, leaders versus authority. Okay, go ahead. There's a difference. Okay. I've been a lead out at Mount Bellevue for 20 yes. years. When you know, And you left, so for the last 10 years, 12 years, however long it's been, I've been a lead. That does nothing for anybody. I'm just the senior guy there. Yes, you okay? have no authority. I have no authority. Yes. So when my coworkers are coming in 30 minutes, an hour late and taking two hour lunches because there's no authority around that's you can only try to motivate them and talk to them. And you can only show them what you can do as a leader, yes, yes. right? Authority. However, if they're standing around, you're not going to be 30 minutes late every yeah, day. It's accountability authority. You're not going to take it to because they sign your paycheck. Yes. The perfect example of that. Now, what's going to happen is with this whole thing that's going on in my work, they're going to come in. They're going to go, Nick, well, you really didn't have a good year. And we're not, you know, we're going to kind of start keep a close eye on you. 
because now you got a new boss and it's been a year and you know things just don't seem to be jiving like they should right. be and i'm going to go my response is going to be why are you looking at my performance if i have a new boss isn't my boss supposed to motivate keep me interested in my job help me work on the things that i need to improve mentor or are you just going to let me do whatever i'm doing wrong and then say, well, we're not going to give you a raise because, you know, you're not doing your job. Yeah. I'm not doing my job because my authority isn't directing me in the manner that he should be direct. Now, he could say this is the way we need it done. But if that's all he gives you and you go out and try to do something and he doesn't like the way you're doing it, then you're, you're wrong both ways. Yes. 100%. That's the thing I've been screaming about, authority versus leadership. Okay, I understand what we you're talking not, about. Yes, 100%. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, no, I understand now. And you're right. It, it's when you have the title, and, and so I did experience that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, for a short time, I had a position where I was the lead, but I didn't have any authority. No. But my, my boss was never there. So, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so it's like, wait, wait, wait. How am I supposed to get anything done if the guy with authority is not here to support me as a leader? That's a problem. Yep. So, dude, yeah, no, that that's I can walk down that road and that'd be another hour. I I can't I can't touch that one right I now. I knew it. That's I've been holding off on that one, but I'm no, like that's, and I forgot yeah. about it. But, I mean, it's a big deal. So here's an example. We're not allowed in our company vehicles. We're not allowed to text, talk on the phone, yeah. nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. If your phone rings, you don't answer it, you pull over, then you call them back, whatever, yeah. right? So HR is trying to get me clean up my record because of past experiences so that I can be promoted when the time yeah. comes. And I told her the story. I said, the leader of the free world. The president of the United States tells you don't text and drive. And I told that the manager of HR was sitting yeah, in the room yeah. with me, with my manager. Yeah. I said, the leader of the free world tells you don't text and drive because you get in an accident. What do you do the minute you get in your car and to go home? You're talking and texting. Get in a company vehicle when they have access to your paycheck. Yes. I said, do you talk and text then? And her response was, all right, Nick, I see your point. There's a difference between leader versus authority. Yes. You could be the best leader in the world, and if you've got a rebellious shitbird on your team, doesn't matter what yeah, you do. Yeah, you can't hold them accountable. And no. they don't hold themselves accountable. And whose fault is it? The leader's. It's, no. Because you can't do your no, job. It's not the. I'm talking about in my. No, no, department. no. But it's not the leader's fault. It really isn't. It's the person with it's authority. The, now they're blaming. Exactly. They're blaming the leader, but it's technically falls on the authority. That's exactly what I've been screaming for for the last eight yeah. years. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. No, dude. This we're gonna have to do over. another podcast on this one because this is a really <laughs> this is a bad one for me because see when you talk about leader and authority. It goes back to the whole leader boss, you know, um, 
you know, a leader leads his people, is in there and helps work with them. A boss is someone who gives orders and tells everyone to just get it done. While he's playing yeah, golf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, come on. So see, I got you wound up. Now we're going to cut it off and we're going to save this for another hour and a half podcast. Yeah, yeah. We hope you guys uh, will listen to the other podcast because, yeah, he does have me wound up. Um, you know, I think... Uh, <laughs> I, it, I love no, it. No, this is good stuff. No, it really is. Because, I mean, we're passionate about so many things and there are so many things that just need to be said. I mean, come on. It's yeah. like, you know... So I will tell you folks, so we, you know, we're getting ready to release um, an episode uh, where we had a friend of ours come on. That's coming out, uh, you know, we're, we're pre-recording this show, of course, but uh, that's coming out this Friday. Um, we hope you enjoy it. Um, this episode we're recording today will follow up on the, the following Friday. Um, after this, we're going to actually do another, we're doing another um, Bitcoin episode. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, for those of you who really enjoyed that, you know, we're going to do a follow-up session with Dave. He's coming back on the show. We're kind of excited about that. I talked him into dumbing it down for me. Whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, I, like, I say that and I'm being funny about it because I never thought, I never studied Bitcoin, never did any of that, right? I know. So I came in the podcast with no knowledge right. at all. And he's so technical that I didn't understand yeah, yeah, yeah. it. So, no. And I explained that to him, so he's going to kind of, I'm jokingly saying, dumb it down, but I'm thinking he's going to explain it to people that have no knowledge. Yes, he's going to simplify know. it. It's the, book the best for way, dummies. yeah. The book for dummies is why. Yeah, I, I know. No, it, it's he is going to simplify it a lot. We we did talk to Dave quite a bit, and I'm uh, kind of excited. I'm, I'm going to throw him off guard um, when he comes on the show, and we're going to have a little fun. Oh, see, fun. Yeah, I know. Well, we're going to make him relax a little bit, you know, and so that way he'll be, you know, kind of ready to talk about this. Um, we really... Damn, Jay, you're getting good at this podcast and whatever. Man. I love yeah. it. I love so, it. Well, I, what, what I do want to say is thanks to all our fans. Uh, we've been getting some really good. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Good, good responses. Um, Nick and I both have really been watching, kind of seeing how everybody's enjoying the shows, and it's been really positive. So we really love it. Um, still waiting on some emails. Come on, folks. We need some feedback. Yeah, bring out those emails. I want them. Yeah. Um, that was, it's a lot of fun and we definitely like hearing from people. Um, you know, I get text messages, uh, with feedback and those are always really entertaining. Um, go ahead. No, no dick, no picks. dick pics. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shit. Anyway. Somebody said that to me. They go, what do you guys do if I send you a dick pic? I'm like, well, I'm going to forward it to Jay and he's going to kick. Yeah, ass. whatever. Uh, <laughs> you're killing me. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm never gonna stop laughing about that i know stuff. i know so and i deserve it you know it, it's yeah but you know what folks yeah email us you know hit the follow hit the like you know we're really having fun with this and as you can tell we're pretty passionate um about some of these subjects but you know we're gonna bring you some some fun ones and some serious ones and we hope you enjoy them all uh, absolutely uh, i don't have anything else uh nick i'm good brother love it yep. ready to do another yep. one love you as always and uh love the fans peace out peace